With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Welcome back to another episode of Heads Up Hockey. This is your guy, Jersey Joe, and welcome back to a new episode. We are going to be talking about the New Jersey Devils extending Kevin Ball and what it truly means to this New Jersey Devils defense. So here on this show, I've been talking about how important young defensemen are in this day and age, and you can't have enough young players to grow and potentially hit in becoming very stable defensemen. So one of the last things the Devils did was they extended one of their top young players that they got in the Taylor Hall trade several seasons ago, and this guy has been hitting rather well since learning from his uh, minor efficiencies on the ice. And Lindy Ruff and company understand how to play with a young guy and a guy like a Kevin Ball. And a guy being six foot six, 230-plus pounds and growing, you know, it's something special when you have players like this who can play physical, play stay-at-home defense, can skate well for their size, and it's a good benefit to have. I didn't get that. Could you? And yeah, so when it comes to those things in any sporting industry, it's good to have those extra assets to do their best to grow within your system. And not only a farm system-wise, but... Being on the Bay Club. And so we talk about growth a lot here on Heads Up Hockey. So I'm always big on growing players from within. And having a guy like Kevin Ball back, it's going to be here for another two years. And when you bring in a guy to the team worth over $2.1 million for a total of two years, that's $1.05 million annual average. So starting in 23-24 season, that's $900,000. And then in 24-25, that's $1.2 million. Uh, that was made public by Executive Vice President and GM Tom Fitzgerald. I'm telling you, this kid had... In his first season of seven games played, only two assists on five shots. Only missed the net once. Total shots, 10. So when you look at that, he had 18 hits and six blocks, two takeaways, four giveaways. Then he improved in 21-22 and he had 17 games played, three assists, four points, 16 shots, and only missed six out of a total of 30 total shots. 
attempted. Now, his shot was basically a 53.3%. And then, yeah, he also hit 28 times, blocked 15 shots, four takeaways, three giveaways. This past season, he had played in 42 games. So that's a little over half a season. And he got two goals, six assists, eight points, 27 shots. And he only missed the net 20 times, but total shots attempted was 79. So it dropped to 34.2, but he's making a presence a little bit offensively and more so defensively. So he's more so a stay-at-home defenseman who plays with a lot of snarl, a lot of bite. 64 hits versus last year's 28. 38 blocks versus last year's 15. Eight takeaways versus four from last year. Um, Talking about 21-22. So this is 22-23. This is before the 23-24 season. So eight takeaways versus last year's. 21-22s, four takeaways. So 12 giveaways versus 21 and 22. So yeah, your, your odds increase when you play more. You're going to make a little bit more mistakes. But he's only going to get better as he grows. So one of the things I always talk about, the hits to block ratio was 137 to 73 the past three seasons. And the takeaways are 17, and the guy is just going to get better. I mean, he did get into a fight with Barclay Goudreau uh, versus the New York Rangers in the playoffs, and the Devils needed that Ken Danico-like snarl once again back in the playoffs, and he was one of the key reasons why the Devils weren't being pushed around all the time, and you look at Guys like Jonas Siegenthaler, who are very key veterans, do provide guidance to these younger players. And a guy like Kevin Ball is only going to grow more physically, going to mature mentally more. And I know it sounds like the least sexy thing to talk about on the podcast, but these are the major improvements a player does year in year out on top of their diet and their workout routine because when you're playing an 82 game plus season you want to make sure that you're fresh and ready to go and that's why it's good to you know stay hydrated especially this summer it's been crazy but when you're playing a game like hockey you're playing defense you're exerting a lot of energy and time and effort. So it doesn't matter if you're Kevin Ball on defense or you're Akira Schmid in net or even Tyler Toffoli on the wing. You still got to take care of your nutrition and your daily diet. It's important that you not only take care of yourself, but you challenge yourself to more reasonable levels and always thinking about the 
upcoming season, I do see Kevin Ball going for five goals, ten points, possibly. Maybe five goals, 12 points. And my question is, will he use that hard slap shot of his a little bit more frequently to create more shots on net? That's a good thing to start with. And I do see the Devils being more physical and whatnot because they have a guy like a Colin Miller on the blue line to help be that physical presence, that veteran leader on the right side who can help out the John Marinos of the world to not have that much of a burden when you have these older and younger guys more so on your depth chart you're splitting the workload more evenly and you're making it more like it's less and less uh, hard on someone else's plate so you're really dividing up the whole entire pie of responsibilities now when it comes to The Devils this upcoming season, you want to make sure you're going to go play tough against other teams in the Eastern Conference in the Atlantic Division. And one of those teams that's just getting better each year and slightly missing the playoffs being the Buffalo Sabres. They got a lot of tall guys, big, physical, strong. They're getting faster. They're getting more creative. Guys like Tage Thompson... Uh, just a scoring machine, can play a power forward game, can snipe. And you look at Owen Power, he can play defense, but he can play more so offense. And you look at the way that Rasmus Dahlin is, he's a big impact player who's starting to take each step each time. And Alex Tuck is a force to be with. And... You got to look on the goaltending side. Devon Levi is going to be a really good goaltender for many years in Buffalo. And the Sabres are going to be a very tough out when it comes to the playoffs. In the next uh, two to five years when they make it eventually. And I wouldn't be surprised if they made the wild card. And the Islanders make wild card two and the Devils get a top three spot in the Metro. So that's just something that I see. The Canadians are still far behind in what I've seen. And the Can- the Canadians are just, you know, they're redeveloping a lot of players. And it also depends on how well Uri Slavkovsky does. And will David Reinbacher uh, become the Simon Nemech for the Montreal Canadiens on defense, playing offensively and chipping in defensively. So that's another thing that I have a question for, but I still find Ottawa to be the better team, even though they've taken a few steps back recently, but they are stockpiling a lot of players from trades and picking up really good players in the draft. It really does matter now that um, they're 
ownership situation is improved upon, but it, everything remains to be seen uh, during the season to see how the Atlantic does. But still, you have to have to deal with the Boston Bruins, the Tampa Bay Lightning going forward. And you're still going to deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs made it to the second round, and they are a force to be reckoned with. And the Atlantic Division is still a very good division to play against. It's, in my honest opinion, I find the Metropolitan to be one of the toughest. And then you look at the Western Conference with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Seattle Kraken, uh, the LA Kings. That's a, div- that's a division of doom right there. And Dallas is just another wagon of a team that can really, you know, give you the run for your money. Guys like Jamie Benn are still very good. Tyler Sagan's kind of cooled off a little bit, but still potent offensively. And you look at the way Jake Ottinger is in net, I think that's kind of what Akira Schmid will be. And the Islanders are a team that I still think makes the playoffs, even though that they didn't add a whole lot, but they're going to make a small move that is sneaky that keeps them going into the playoffs but they're going to be like a first round second round type team that might get bounced out sooner than they wanted however I do see this year being a more interesting one in the Atlantic a little bit more fluctuation I don't expect Tampa Bay to win a whole lot. I think they just barely make it in, kind of like how the Florida Panthers did. And to me, it's a little ironic because those are two division rivals. So, I mean, both Tampa and, and Florida are very competitive teams, and they both hate each other, and both GMs are... Some of the best in the NHL. So I can't really go against it. But back to the New Jersey Devils side. They're just, they're still one of the youngest teams, but not the youngest. But they're slightly under league average in age. And they got plenty of playoff experience now with the current roster that they have and the players that they acquired, like Colin Miller, they both know how to play in the playoffs. And they're only going to get better with time, and they're going to mature. And I say still, you still have to fear the Rangers, you still have to fear Carolina, but Carolina and all of them have to worry about New Jersey being very steep, with offense and also the defense. And you look at guys like Luke Hughes and Shimon Nemec uh, coming right up. It's not going to be easy for a lot of teams, but there will be a few growing pains with the young defensemen, stuff like that. My biggest question mark goes with Alex Holtz. Will he be able to skate well for this team, or will the Devils trade him in the middle of the season 
and they get something fairly priced for his services for another player that can really fit in. Now, with that being the idea, I do see the Devils doing well with or without him. But I don't like to just trade a guy just to trade him. But if the right move comes along, then Tom Fitzgerald might have to take it. But you can't lose a guy for nothing. So it's better to get something than nothing. And with that being said, for those of you who are listening to Heads Up Hockey, we are on Spotify, Anchor.fm. We are on Jio Savan in India. We are on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. We're on YouTube. And make sure you hit the five-star rating. Hit the like button. Subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day.